I was also in a hardcore metal band, and when I was getting t-shirts made for the band that I was in, I thought it would be funny to make a random t-shirt with one of my nicknames on it. Uh, since my name is Johnny, people would call me Johnny Come Lately when I was late for work, or Johnny Cupcakes, uh, or Johnny Appleseed, and I put Johnny Cupcakes on a shirt, wore it to work, and all these slightly miserable people that never made eye contact with me they started laughing and saying, what is that shirt? What's Johnny Cupcakes? Is that a bakery? Is that an adult movie store? Where can I get one of those t-shirts? And I was like, no, it's just a shirt that I made. You are listening to Louder Than Words, the podcast inspiring creatives of all types by giving you a glimpse into the lives and creative process of the most remarkable people you know. I'm John Benini, and I'm your host. Hello there, and how goes it? Welcome to Louder Than Words, uh, where we're providing a glimpse into the lives of the most innovative entrepreneurs, writers, designers, just creators in general. Uh, and I'm John Benini. Uh, I'm a conversion copywriter myself. And uh, to check more out about my story, you can go to my website, which is www.johnbenini.co or on Twitter, at Benini84. And yes, I'm realizing that I'm dating myself a bit there, but uh, that's okay. George George Orwell thought that was a good year. So did Bruce Springsteen and Van Halen, so 1984. Anyway, today is going to be a lot of fun. I'm joined by Johnny Earl, better known as Johnny Cupcakes, whose t-shirt company uh, has grown from something that started as somewhat of a joke between friends into an international brand with a cult-like following. I actually just ordered my first shirt over the weekend. Um, but seriously, people line up for these t-shirts like they're waiting in line for Splash Mountain at Disney World. Um, around uh, city blocks, that they, they, they travel all over to get these t-shirts. Um, and Johnny actually started 16 businesses prior to even turning 16. So just let that let that marinate for a second. Um, gives talks all over the world about how to start, grow, and reinvent businesses. So this guy really embodies the entrepreneurial spirit uh, while also shattering any convention you may have had in the process of what entre- being an entrepreneur really is. He's why I created a podcast like this, guys like him. So Johnny, I'm super pumped to have you here. Welcome, my friend. How's everything? Thank you. Everything is going great. Johnny Cupcake. So I... I saw a video of you the other day, and you mentioned that um, sometimes when you go to restaurants, you ask the waitresses, what was your first concert, just to open up a dialogue. So that's where I'm going to start with you, man. What was your first concert? My first concert was, uh, it was actually TLC, Boys <laughs> to Men, and Montel Jordan. Wow. Yeah, pretty solid lineup. <laughs> Who was the highlight of that one? Uh, you know, I was just turning into uh, a... I guess I was a preteen, but I started, um, I guess I had a crush on TLC, so they were the highlight for me at that time. I, I clearly remember there was a gentleman in front of me at the concert wearing this, um, he had this windbreaker suit on, and that day was the day when I told myself that I'm going to start to attempt at dressing better, and uh, I thought that. that was pretty funny, yeah. That manifests itself in many different ways. Uh, so, you want to know mine? Yeah, well, yeah, what's yours? Crisscross. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, crisscross. My parents, God love them, were the, sat through that because I was probably only like, 
nine years old. Okay. And uh, so my parents had to sit through that. So, uh, you know, I could probably pay him back for college. I can pay him back for a lot of things. I can never pay him back for sitting through crisscross, um, you know, when I was nine years old. So it's kind of the same genre, you know, TLC, crisscross, Montel yeah. Jordan. Those those were fun times. So um, yeah, I could see how that's a that's a good icebreaker with uh, with people that you haven't met before. Yeah, it's good with anybody, and it kind of just I don't know. They just kind of smile and take a step back and almost go through this um, this little time warp in their heads. And sure, sure. Um, yeah, it's it's good. So tell everybody because prior to I actually saw you speak last year at Inbounds in Boston, and prior to that, I really didn't have that much knowledge about who you were and, and who Johnny Cupcakes as a brand was. So before we get into any of the background and everything, tell us a little bit about you and, and about Johnny Cupcakes and what you guys are. Sure. Well, uh, I, I grew up south of Boston in a little town called Hull, Massachusetts, or Nantasket Beach. And I was inspired to someday work for myself uh, just by seeing my parents um, work so hard from their nine-to-five jobs and you know, they spent so much time commuting to and from work that it made me want to someday work for myself so that I could spend more time with the people that I love. So, um, yeah, like you said, I started 16 businesses before I was 16 years old, um, you know, from selling lemonade to having yard sales and selling my family's stuff when they weren't <laughs> home to, uh, you know, to having haunted houses in my friend's backyard and charging people a dollar, to selling drinks on the beach illegally, to uh, selling candy in school and, you know, making more money than my drug dealer friends. But they were actually my number one customer because they had the munchies all the time. And uh, I just kept going at it. And, you know, I failed so many different times, but I almost get excited when I fail. Um, it forces me to think strategically and and I know that I just learned something really big that I'm probably not going to forget because I learned hands-on and um, I, I think the number one um, step to succeeding is you know being okay with with failing uh, I, people have brilliant ideas and so many people get haunted by these what ifs, you know, what if it doesn't work out? And what if my family looks down on me and, and they just keep, you know, that they get so consumed in the, the idea, the idea of feeling, failing that they just don't even take that first step into trying. So I was fine with failing. I kept going at it. And eventually, um, you know, I started my t-shirt brand. I was, uh, working at a record shop called Newberry Comics in Braintree, Massachusetts. And I was also in a hardcore metal band. And when I was getting t-shirts made for the band that I was in, I thought it would be funny to make a random t-shirt with one of my nicknames on it. Uh, since my name's Johnny, people would call me Johnny Come Lately when I was late for work, or Johnny Cupcakes, uh, or Johnny Appleseed, and I put Johnny Cupcakes on a shirt, wore it to work, and all these slightly miserable people that never made eye contact with me, they started laughing and saying, what is that shirt? What's Johnny Cupcakes? Is that a bakery? Is that an adult movie store? Where can I get one of those t-shirts? And I was like, no, it's just a shirt that I made. So these shirts made strangers smile and they played tricks on people, which is, you know, two things that I like to do. And 
I uh, decided to continue to poke fun at pop culture, replacing popular icons with cupcakes, whether it be a Statue of Liberty holding a cupcake instead of a torch, or the cupcake and crossbones instead of the skull and crossbones. And uh, yeah, just kind of went with the flow, made more shirts, and I saved a tremendous amount of money um, by managing my time um, when I was younger. And I, you know, I've never drank before, I've never, never partied. And the amount of money that I've saved from not going out on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and recouping on Sundays and half of Mondays, those are five days a week where I was working at 110% just hustling and, and trying to make these little businesses work. And eventually, uh, Johnny Cupcakes was launched. So let's back up a little bit and, and, and tell us about, you know, you've always been pretty candid uh, when discussing, you know, the fact that you were, you know, you were diagnosed as a kid with multiple learning disabilities. Um, you know, how did that help form who you are? And, and talk about sort of, you briefly alluded to it when you said, you know, you kind of had the spark to be an entrepreneur after seeing your parents work so hard and come home so late. So talk about a little bit more about who, you know, who you were as, as a kid and how that sort of sure. shaped you moving forward. Uh, you know, as a kid, I, I loved collecting toys and, you know, watching cartoons and building elaborate forts. Um, I was raised by this crazy but awesome Greek family that lived next door because my family was always working. Uh, so my little sister and I spent a lot of time with this Greek family and we still know, you know, about a dozen bad words in the Greek language. Um, and, you know, I had a hard time learning growing up. I was easily distracted, and I had to get put into a charter school to to learn at my own level. And it was the best thing that happened to me. Um, you know, I took I, – I could take my time when I was taking tests, and it was a very hands-on school. And I think that was one of the uh, key factors to my success was being able to to learn by doing um, and, you know, instead of learning about the sea life in a book, we would go on a whale watch and take notes and, and just kind of learn that way. And, and with that school, that, that high school that I went to, they, you could not graduate unless you had a certain amount of hours uh, with having internships. So through taking these internships, I learned what I wanted to do or what I did not want to do, and it was great. And I got an internship at a silk screening place that made T-shirts. Um, you know, I couldn't afford too many T-shirts at the time, but um, but I learned how to get these things made. And I didn't think of my brand just yet, but any time a T-shirt came out of that dryer, it was like an idea machine. And it just really motivated me to to want to keep making more stuff. Um, you know, I ended up going to the Art Institute of Boston or New England, um, and I wanted to learn how to record bands. It seemed like a cool idea, but I don't know. I was 18 years old, and um, you know, I, I don't think too many people know what they want to do at that age, and for them to have to make a financial decision that big could be detrimental to uh, their future. I mean, it could be a great thing or it could be a terrible thing, but um, I, I definitely think more kids should intern and, and volunteer so that they know what they want to do by the time they go to school. Or, um, you know, nowadays most schools have entrepreneurship classes, so if someone's not sure what they want to do, at least take entrepreneurship or marketing or business 
you know, those are all things that could be implemented into your, your different ideas. But uh, that you know, that was me growing up, and and I grew up with a lot of troublemakers. Um, I mean, most of the kids I grew up with are either dead or in jail, um, and I just was never attracted to. Uh, to really, I mean, I would get in trouble through pr- doing pranks and whatnot, but I, I never, uh, I never really hurt anybody or, or again, I didn't get wasted or anything like that. Instead, I'd do magic tricks while my friends were wasted and they were like my, you know, my number one, uh, audience. Um, and that was another one of my businesses. I, I would did magic when I was eight years old. Oh, eight or nine years old, I started doing magic at birthday parties, and I was getting paid twenty bucks a half an hour to to do magic and to tell jokes, and um, and I, I still make sure I do a magic trick every day of my life uh, to this day. So that's followed me followed me around. Yeah, so you've always you've always sort of had that entrepreneurial sort of you know spirit to you, where you've always tried to make things make sense from that sort of vantage point. So you kind of spoke about this, you know, seeing your parents come home, you know, you wanted a sort of different kind of lifestyle. So you don't seem like the kind of guy who you ever had aspirations to work a typical nine to five, right? No, I, I didn't. And I mean, I did work some nine to five jobs. I, I grabbed grocery carts at stop and shop, uh, the grocery store. I, um, I worked in the greeting card section of this dusty store that's no longer in existence called Building 19. Um, and I worked at Ben and Jerry scooping ice cream, um, but I worked in the winter during you know work hours. So we had not that many customers, and I ate a lot of fish food ice cream. <laughs> that's that that sounds like a perk right there. So yeah. so you know you you said you started 16 businesses before you were turning 16. Was a lot of this stuff just out of boredom? I mean that's that's a ton of businesses and with that said, you kind of said this earlier, you failed a lot and that taught you a lot of things. So, I mean, 16 businesses before you're turning 16. Like what did that what did that teach you about being an entrepreneur? I mean, that's that's like that's a a, a life's worth of education right there. Yeah, I mean, I I learned that you just you have to keep reinventing yourself. Uh, I learned that a lot of businesses are seasonal. So for me, selling drinks on the beach for my scarf business that was in the winter, my uh, selling glow sticks, I could only do that on Fourth of July or you know at someone's party. Um, you know, there were a lot of businesses that I had that were seasonal too, um, and I just you know for me it was. The outcome was cool, but it, the thing that attracted me the most to starting any business or project was uh, it was the process of just figuring it out, putting this puzzle together. And once I'm done with a business or once I launch a certain product, um, I, I get this entrepreneurial bug that makes me want to get that roller coaster hill feeling again, that makes me want to you know, just go back at it. And the, again, what attracts me to it the most is just the process of, of figuring it out, bringing an idea to life. And, and, uh, I don't know, I'm, I just get infatuated with it. And you brought that whole Johnny cupcakes idea to life just based off sort of the reaction you were getting from people. But how do you go about from just being a kid selling these cool t-shirts on his website because a ton of people are doing that. So how do you go from being a kid that's just selling cool shirts on his website to this great sustainable 
international brand that you are now. And I'm sure that can fill an hour in itself. But like if you had to, you know, sort of hit on the most important decisions that you've made to go from just being a kid selling art to this big brand that you've become, like how did you how did you do that? Um, geez, just a lot of a lot of time and a lot of time management, a lot of risk taking. Um, you know, I, I would make time every day to sell these t-shirts, to show them to new people, to, uh, to get them in the hands of different musicians, uh, to, to sell them at different concerts. I, you know, I went from selling them from the trunk of my car to the suitcase that I'd bring with me when my band would tour. Um, I'd sell them in the parking lot after shows. People would ask me about what shirt I was wearing and I'd say, oh, I got a few more in my suitcase and I'd meet them in the back parking lot and it was super sketchy, but it I was selling out of these shirts left and right. Other bands were buying them. Those bands would wear their t-shirts on stage. They'd get photographed for different magazines and all of a sudden all these people are just trying to figure out what this Johnny Cupcakes thing is. And I was advertising for a bakery that didn't even exist um, but, you know, as my brand grew, um, I ended up opening up my own stores and I would set them up to look and smell just like actual bakeries. So, um, you know, we display graphic T-shirts inside of refrigerators, inside of ovens. When you buy a T-shirt, we package them in little customized pastry boxes and you get this full branded experience. And, you know, we do trick a lot of hungry people every day, but 100% of the people that leave my stores, whether they're happy or upset, they all leave with a unique experience and a story to share. So I've always taken my advertising budget and put it into building unique experiences. And by doing that, uh, my customers uh, or the people that walk into my stores end up doing most of the advertising for my brand. And it's been um, it's been great. You know, we've been in business for 14 years now. Was your band ever pissed that like, hey man, you're going out in the park a lot after the shows and selling more shirts for 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 Johnny Cupcakes than you are for the band? Like, were they ever like, come up with something cool like that for us? You know, they were really supportive. I, again, I was for the most part, I was selling them after shows if somebody asked me about it, um, and. I was actually, there were times where I've let the band borrow more money than our record label even did. Um, so it, it was cool. And, and after the band, uh, you know, I, I left the band to take a risk with these t-shirts. Um, you know, I employed half of my band at, at one point uh, when they weren't touring. I gave them jobs to, you know, work in the shops or work in the warehouse. So it was, uh, it was a good relationship with them. So you were kind of just talking about this and, and, and the fact that all of your stores sort of offer this experience of that it's a bakery and, you know, you have the smell infused in there and it's it's a unique experience. And as I said before, I saw you speak at Inbound last September. And one of the things that you said was everything has been done before. It's all about how you reinvent yourself. So that's that's essentially what you do every day with Johnny Cupcakes, all right? You reinvented the entire T-shirt experience because it's not just the sale that you focus on. It's also the packaging, correct? Yeah, it's the, the packaging. It's, uh, you know, to give you an idea, well, if, like I said, everything has been done before. And now more than ever, not only is it very accessible to start any type of business, but 
humans have so many choices and they're so distracted with with everything with their devices and their work and their personal life that we have to as creators we have to come up with so many reasons good reasons that it would that would make a complete stranger want to stop in their tracks to figure out what the heck we do why we do it and to want to support that so uh, to give you an example, around Halloween, we released some Halloween-themed T-shirts that, uh, you know, we went as far as setting our st- retail stores up like haunted houses. We packaged the shirts and spooky packaging. And we even went as far as renting out a real, actual hearse and coffin. And I got delivered to my store inside of this hearse and coffin. And although it had nothing to do with the product, our customers just, they're never going to forget that for the rest of their lives. And, and you know, it wasn't too much skin off my back to, you know, to find somebody, I mean, it kind of was, but to find someone to come out and help us with this event. But it, uh, I don't know, it makes it fun for our customers and for us and for our employees. And, you know, it's not even, it's never really been a marketing ploy to be like, all right, we got to do this because it's going to make people talk about us. But I just want to do that because it's fun. And by me just kind of being the weird person that I am, uh, I suppose there's been some benefits because I like to keep it personal and my parents raised me a certain way. So, you know, sometimes I'll write notes on people's packages that we ship out of our headquarters, or sometimes I'll go work in my retail stores, and and I'll I won't even tell anyone who I am. I'll just you know I'll talk about Johnny in third person, and um, and just kind of have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 one of those things is is the packaging, like we were just saying. Uh, and how you guys really spend a lot of time. Like I know you've you've been known to put items in packages that get shipped out to people who order t-shirts randomly, correct? Yeah. So, you know, you might get a, you'll probably get a Johnny Cupcake sticker with your order for free, but, uh, and you'll also probably get some special packaging, whether it's tissue paper or the package itself. Uh, but sometimes we'll go as far and put a chocolate bar in there or a pack of batteries or a doll's head or a $20 bill. Um, and as weird as they are, they're all cheaper than advertising and it gets people talking and remembering your brand, uh, in, in the best of ways. And that word of mouth spreads awfully quick and, um, it's just, again, another fun thing to do. Yeah. And it gets the people that are most important talking about you, which is the people that buy from you. They keep coming back and that word yep. of mouth is, 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 Will and will always be the most powerful form of marketing that there is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's someone listening right now who has an idea, someone who wants to create something, someone who wants to sell some. They just have some sort of creative idea. So where does he or she start? Like, what would you tell him or her regarding how to take something that's just this idea or this, this piece of art in your head and turn it into a self-sustaining business? You know, I'd say, well, I'd, I'd first of all, I'd, I'd spend a, a bit of time online researching whether or not it's been done before. Um, I'd get the opinions of not just friends and family, because those people are going to tell you what you want to hear, but I would get 
the opinions of just people off the street because um, you want honest answers. And once you get something going, another great idea to test the potential success of your product or your idea is to do some pre-orders, um, almost like Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Uh, basically, mock up your idea and see if you can pre-sell it. And uh, you know, if you sell a hundred T-shirts or or whatever it is that you're selling, a uh, hundred of your product, you know, months before it gets released, then you know that you only have to buy a hundred of those products, and you can take a very calculated risk. And you're also using other people's money to buy that. Uh, now, when you do take pre-orders, a great thing to do is, uh, you know, consider timing. You know, people get paid at the end of the week, so there's a better chance of them supporting you then and listening to your idea. Um, you know, realizing that, um, you know, you want to give people an incentive if they're going to support this idea you have before it comes to life. So give people a deal, give them a f few free stickers, get them to want to support your idea um, you know, when they're taking that pre-order months before you even produce that idea. So we're, we're talking about this, the guy who has, has an idea and he's got the confidence to go forward and he's just looking for tips. But then the other half of the coin there is there's the guy out there who's like, you know, I just need, I just need a little bit more time. I just need a little bit more experience. I just need to get my site up. I just need to hone my design skills a little bit more. What about what about that guy who never seems to think it's the right time? Mm, and it's never going to be the right time. I mean, there's we've all been guilty of making excuses for one thing or another. But I mean, you you, you know, one token, you one side, you do want to launch your brand. Uh, and, and that first impression is very, very important. But, um, you know, you can still get a lot of those ideas accomplished without having to wait for money. I mean, you could uh, barter with somebody. You could work with somebody on net terms and say, hey, you know, I'd love to launch my website and I, I think it's going to be really successful. Is it okay if I pay you in increments to work on my website? Or, you know, if you build a site for me for free, I'll hook you up with this much product. And I mean, there's a lot of ways that you could, you know, get by when you're, when you're trying to launch your idea. Um, you know, it comes, there comes a point where you just can't make any, make up any more excuses and you just have to get right in and kind of get your hands dirty and, and go with the flow. Yeah, and that kind of goes with, I know you end a lot of your talks by saying stop making excuses and start making stuff. So I think that that sort of, that sort of plays right into that. Um, so, and, and it's funny because you kind of just touched on this. So money, bills, current job, responsibilities. I heard you say something in Inbound where you said, don't get bummed out if you go broke. Uh, did you go through periods ever where you were just like you oh, know, yeah. e eating ramen and just like, is this going to work out? Like, tell us, because everyone sees these, the Johnny Cupcakes now and the t-shirts are everywhere and you have a shop in London, you have a shop in LA, but, but you know, they don't see the hustle that went in in the early days. Were you broke during periods of time? Were you eating ramen or pizza out of the box? Yeah. I mean, that, that happens. <laughs> I mean, that still happens you know, once in a while there'll be, you know, we'll order X amount of shirts and we'll, you know, maybe we, maybe one, one month we ordered too many of one size or maybe 
You know, there was a time when we ordered custom umbrellas, and when you press the button, the entire umbrella would shoot off at somebody, almost like the penguin's weapon in uh, Batman. <laughs> so, uh, there's, there's, I mean, there's times, I mean, this past winter in Massachusetts, we had a snowstorm almost every day one of the months, and... um I mean, things happen. Uh, there's been plenty of times where I've had to use my personal money to pay for my employees' uh, payroll. Um, there's been times where you know, there's, there's rough times, you know, it just it's part of the ride. But, but again, those rough times inspire us to come up with our most valuable ideas. Um, and, you know, the, the, there will be times where you'll cry or you'll puke or you'll, you know, stay up late or or you lose a friend because you hired a friend to, you know, work with you. And uh, money sometimes makes people funny and, you know, it's tough to manage, you know, people that you grew up with. Um, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of mistakes to be made, but you have to keep your chin up, keep positive, and when you can, you know, listen to some podcasts, go to some lectures, and even just chat with people of other types of businesses because everybody goes through ups and downs, and it's very therapeutic to just, uh, you know, listen to other people's stories. Why do you keep doing this? I mean, this Johnny Cupcakes is super successful now. What keeps you excited and, and keeps you doing this? I'd say what keeps me excited is seeing the reaction of people's of people's faces when they walk into my stores or my customers' faces when they see the the next big idea that we come out with. Um, I don't know. It's just really inspiring to 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 keep pushing and to, to keep making people feel like a kid again or to feel like it's their birthday. Um, that's what, that's what keeps me going. And then, you know, and then also I have an amazing team of people that I work with and, you know, I want to see those people buy their own homes and, and start raising families. And it makes me proud to, to be a part of that part of their lives too. Um, so, you know, there's a handful of things that, that keeps me going. Where, where is Johnny Cupcakes going from here? Like, is this brand as big as it can get, or do you have aspirations for this to be something else entirely that it just isn't yet? Oh yeah. There's, there's a lot of different avenues to, to grow the brand and to keep doing new things. Um, you know, my my entire office is littered with post-it notes of ideas that we'll someday get to. But um, yeah, there's there's still a lot to learn, a lot more to do, and we're we're just we're just getting started. So, what kind of people do you follow, and 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 where do you extract inspiration from? Because you're constantly creating. So, I mean, it's important when you're in a position like that, you have to extract inspiration from somewhere, right? So where, where do you go for that? Um, you know, I, I get inspired in the craziest places. I, I'm probably most relaxed when I go grocery shopping or when I get my hair cut, I almost fall asleep. But, um, when I drive to work every day, I come up with ideas, um, 
I don't know. I, I just meeting new people, um, you know, reading. Um, anytime I just, anytime I try to not work, I can't help but come up with new ideas and. Uh, and I feel bad because my whole team is working on some amazing ideas and I'm the jerk that shows up and it's like, hey guys, I thought of this thing last night. You think we could fit it in for this release? And, and it's tough and I, you know, I, I love them for being able to, um, you know, work with me most of the time. But, uh, you know, you, you come up with ideas in the, and then you get inspiration from the uh, most random places. Yeah. So how, I was just going to say, how involved are you still in the, the design of the shirts? I mean, there's got to be a team of people at this point, right? That are all throwing their ideas in the hat and designs. So how involved are you? Yeah, there's a team of people for just about everything that we do. Uh, you know, as my brand grew, I just physically couldn't do everything at 110%. And I learned to let go. I learned to delegate tasks. I learned to, uh, I learned what my strong suit is and that's being an idea person. And, um, you know, I'm still involved with everything and I kind of come in and plant the seeds of creativity in our meetings. And, and not, it's not just me though. Everybody comes up with ideas from our warehouse guys to our customers, to our uh, store employees. Um, but you know, I designed the logo and some of the earlier shirts and I designed my stores and, um, and you know, I still have a hand in, in ideas for shirts and packaging, but we have, uh, two in-house designers and, um, and that's Chris and Corey, and then we have uh, Dale, who works out of the out of uh, the Midwest. He was a customer that um, that was submitting fan art on our Facebook fan page, and uh, eventually we uh, saw his potential, and we started working with him. And, and then every now and then we'll collaborate with other companies to remix the brand. We've done some stuff with The Simpsons, with Ninja Turtles, Looney Tunes, Hello Kitty, and even Marilyn Monroe's estate. Um, so wow. it's, uh, yeah, there's always something going on here. Do you have a favorite all time Johnny Cupcake shirt? Uh, well, we just came out with a shirt that might be one of my favorites. It's a, um, it's a shirt that kind of pays homage and takes inspiration from uh, a uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, Pulp Fiction, and it's just <laughs> it's just got the color, the similar colors on it, and it says, um, you know, what do you think Johnny Cupcakes looks like a T-shirt? I mean, what do you think Johnny Cupcakes is a bakery? And it's uh, it's got you know, two hitmen on it holding cupcakes instead of guns. And, um, it's cool. Cause it's like, you only know it if you, if you're, you know, if you're kind of on the inside and, um, those are the shirts that we like to have fun with or shirts that you kind of have to take a double take to understand what's going on or to know what the reference is. But the, uh, the classic cupcake and crossbones shirt is always a favorite. It's something that, uh, people from all walks of life have been curious about, and it's uh, kind of been our number one seller. So, what does your average day look like? Um, I, I know you mentioned you're you're originally from outside Boston. Uh, are you still in that area? Yeah, I still live outside of the city, uh, just a different direction, and um, 
you know, I travel a bunch. I try to make time to speak at high schools, universities, and corporate events um, on entrepreneurship and building brand hysteria uh, whenever I can. So I try to do that, you know, once or twice a week. Uh, spend time with my family. I, you know, spend time in the office. I work in the stores. Um, just trying to find that right balance and and um, yeah, still inspired and still working just as hard. So I want to, I want to, I want to end here. And, and like I said, there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast with an idea and you said something very powerful, uh, in a, in a lot of your talks and you, you kind of say it towards the end, uh, to, to inspire some action out of people. And I quote, you say, if I can do this with little to no startup money, no education, on business whatsoever, with a learning disability, and with something as weird as cupcakes on shirts, there's no reason that you can't come up with a much better idea. So I want to leave off with, like, to that person, you know, that message that you're sending. Like, what do they need to, what do they need to do right after this podcast is over? Like, what would you say, like, just go do it. Just gather the courage and stop making excuses. Like, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm no superhero. I'm just, I'm just not afraid to fail. And uh, you know, I didn't get lucky or anything. I've been worked really hard for this. So, uh, you know, when you when you're done listening to this podcast, uh, take out a notebook, start organizing your ideas, um, and also write down what you're good at and what you're passionate about and almost play connect the dots with those things and try to, you know, maybe you're good at construction. But, uh, but you want, but you love movies, you love action movies. Um, you know, maybe you figure out a way to build sets on Hollywood movies. Um, you know, there's a lot of little things you can do with, uh, with the skill set that you have and the passion that you have and just trying to get those to cross paths. Um, I'd write down a list of people that you want to get coffee with, people you want to get advice from. And you might email a hundred people and only one person writes you back, but you might get a lot of great, you know, information from that. Um, you know, I would just do some more research, pick up a few books, uh, watch a few lectures online, make time to go out and network. Every major city has networking events where you can meet people from other professions. And, uh, the, the more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to get back and, um, you just have to start somewhere. Johnny, as I said, when I led this off, like you're one of the guys that when I put this podcast together, I had you in mind. So thank you so much for coming on here today. Uh, I, I love the brand, but more importantly, like the way you guys approach it and how, how different it is. The fact that you could get a doll head in your package and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, is just so unique and different. Um, so thanks so much for coming on and spending some time. Um, like I said, uh, love the brand. I love what you guys are doing. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. And, and more than anything, thanks for listening to my advice for my lecture and, and actually applying it to something that definitely means a lot to me and is inspiring me to, you know, do more talks and help more people. Sure. And hopefully that does the same here today. So to everyone else here, if you enjoyed uh, our conversation today, be sure to like it, share it, comment, um, and be sure to come back because we're going to have more great guests for you guys. So until then, we will see you next time, everybody. So long. Take it easy, everybody. And remember, stop making excuses and start making stuff. 